Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, January 10th, 2024. Stand up for your country. Uh, What a fiasco. Hunter Biden this morning at the nation's Capitol building. I mean, embarrassing doesn't come close to it. I discussed it uh, in detail on Sean Hannity's radio program. Uh, We have uh, put that up on BillOReilly.com if you want to listen to it. Um, but I'm going to get into it on the No Spin News tonight as well. Again, uh, it was um, a fiasco. That's the word. But first, the Talking Points memo, woke on the run. Thank God. So there is a backlash against all this woke uh, DEI stuff. And when people say to me, O'Reilly, the nation has had it. It's going down a drain not coming back. I always say history goes in cycles and we can never predict the next cycle. So who could predict that war would break out in Gaza between Israel and Hamas and that war would expose the anti-Semitism and racism on college campuses? Who could have predicted that? No one on earth. But now, The unintended consequence of the Gaza war is that the radical left, the progressive movement in America, is under fire. So let's define what we're talking about. Woke and diversity, equity, inclusion is all about racism. It's all about providing opportunities based on skin color and ethnicity, or denying opportunities, very important. 
That's what DEI is. And if you believe in DEI, you're woke. Well, most Americans are waking up to the fact that that is wrong. And it's unconstitutional, as the Supreme Court has ruled. If you are a corporation, you are not allowed to hire on skin color or ethnicity. You are not allowed. If you are a college or university or high school, whatever, and you have an admissions policy, can't be based on this. Skin color. Supreme Court has ruled it. And that, of course, is the essence of our democracy that all men are created equal and should have equal opportunity to pursue happiness. It isn't equal if you are singling out an ethnic group for special treatment. We all have that. Now, the progressive movement doesn't care. It justifies its insanity by saying, oh, because the United States persecuted black people, all right, by slavery and Jim Crow, that we society owe them special treatment now while denying other groups fair play. That's a progressive, that's what they believe. And you're not going to convince them otherwise. So all we can do is put pressure on those people, expose those people as UPenn, Harvard, MIT, and others have been exposed. Enter the University of Utah. Utah, of course, a red state. The pressure in Utah is against DEI woke from the beginning. So the president of Utah is Randall, um, Taylor Randall, Taylor Randall. He issued a statement about Utah's policy going forward. Quote, as the University of Utah strives for excellence in education, research, patient care, and service to community, we remain steadfast in our belief and actions that we must have a dedicated team of individuals from every walk of life to help us achieve that goal. As we do so, we affirm our commitment to non-discriminatory hiring practices and the well-being of our patients and campus communities, unquote. So he's basically saying that equity's out at the University of Utah. No, not gonna do it. Good for him. Every university should adopt that posture, all right? And when they do, I will report it to you, to be fair. Now we have colleges like Hillsdale, University of the Ozarks, Chapman, um, that have always never, never gotten into the progressive madness. And they're there, there's a bunch of them. I just named three, but there are 300. You got to research it. So what we have in America now is a good thing. We have an exposure of a bad thing. All right. Providing opportunity on skin color and ethnicity. That is a bad thing. Because it goes against equal pursuit of happiness. And that's a memo. All right. President Biden, uh, nothing today. Nothing yesterday. On Monday, he went to a couple of places. I don't know exactly what he did, but three out of five days now, President Biden has nothing on his official schedule. And of course, he has nothing on the weekends. So seven days in a week, only two days average, he's got stuff on the official schedule. 
Never seen anything like it, and anybody else has never seen anything like it. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Lloyd Austin update. Secretary of Defense, as you know, has cancer, and we are uh, very sorry about that. And we feel bad for Mr. Austin and his family. His prostate cancer knew about this in early December. Um, President Biden, uh, Austin's boss, uh, learned about it on January 4th. One month. One month after Austin realized that he had severe medical problems. It's, it's almost impossible to believe. Now, this shows two things. Number one, that the Pentagon, okay, has no respect for the commander-in-chief, Joe Biden, because this couldn't have happened in a normal presidency. The president would have been furious. You didn't tell me? My secretary of defense has prostate cancer or is in the ICU, which he was at an operation, which he did. You didn't tell me. Everybody be fired. But Biden's not going to fire anybody. And I wouldn't fire Austin. I'd put him on medical leave. I'd furlough him to be compassionate. But he's got to go. Biden's not going to do anything. And I told Hannity this. The reason that Biden isn't going to do anything is he doesn't care. Just like the border. And then I get into the reasons why he doesn't care. Now, I'm not going to do it now because I, I brought my mother into it and because she had what Biden has. Exactly the same thing. So I know. So again, uh, that had any interviews on BillOReilly.com. So going forward, I guess Austin's going to come back to his job. Now, one of the few uh, good reporters in Washington is Peter Ducey at Fox News. So yesterday, um, they're phasing out Corinne Jean-Pierre. I don't know whether you've noticed it or not, but they're phasing her out because she's embarrassing. And Kirby, John Kirby, is phased in. He's smarter than Miss Jean-Pierre. So Ducey uh, is on this Lloyd Austin thing. Well, clip one. John, what kind of commander in chief is President Biden? That at a time when American forces are under fire in the Middle East, he can go days without knowing that his defense secretary is in a hospital bed. Now, I didn't play you Kirby's answer because he didn't answer. He just went through the litany of things that America is dealing with overseas. Ukraine, Israel, you know, Houthis. He didn't answer a question at all. So I'm not going to insult you by playing this ridiculous thing. So after he went through, and it was very extensive, he was filibustering, Kirby was filibustering, about two, two and a half minutes. After he's finished not answering the question, here's what Ducey does. Go. Okay, thank you for all the detail on that. But more broadly, why should we believe anything that this administration tells us about anything ever again? I think we all recognize, and I think the Pentagon has been very, very honest with themselves about uh, 
the uh, the challenge to, to to credibility by what by what has transpired here and by what and by uh, uh, how 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 hard it was for them to be fully transparent with the American people. I think we all recognize that. And, and wait, wait now, just give me a second now. I, I know you got another one coming here, but, but we all recognize that this didn't unfold the way it should have. If, if the administration made some sort of Machiavellian effort uh, across the board to, to, to keep this from getting public, then I think your question has merit. And, and certainly is a fair one. I don't think it's a fair one because that's not what happened here, Peter. What happened here is the Secretary of Defense, uh, for whatever reason, I can't answer the question why, uh, that information wasn't shared, wasn't shared widely in the department. He can't answer the question why? After three days of knowing that Austin didn't inform anybody, you don't know why? The White House hasn't demanded an answer? This is what I mean. I mean, the bottom line is nothing will happen to Lloyd Austin, even though he embarrassed Biden, because Biden doesn't care. A lot of you don't believe that. I know it, but it's true. And here's another example, Hunter Biden. So today he shows up at the Capitol at 10.07 a.m. And there is a House Oversight Committee meeting going on on whether to charge Hunter Biden with contempt of Congress because he refuses to sit for a deposition in his money case. He's already been charged. He's going to answer some of those new charges this week in California. So Hunter Biden shows up in the meeting. He stays for 20 minutes. All right. He's with his lawyer, Abby Lowell, and his money man, Kevin Morris, the Hollywood guy who pays all Hunter Biden's bills, including Abby Lowell's fee, which is substantial. After 20 minutes of sitting through the Oversight Committee, they get up and they walk out in a show of protest. Okay, here's what Lowell said. Go. The Republican chairs today then are commandeering an unprecedented resolution to hold someone in contempt who has offered to publicly answer all their proper questions. The question there is, what are they afraid of? Thank you. That's a bunch of BS. I mean, if the Congress of the United States subpoenas an American citizen to sit for a deposition, that's the law, he has to. It's not the guy subpoenaed, in this case, Hunter Biden, he doesn't make the call on what he's gonna do. He's gonna answer the subpoena. It's insane. It's so crazy. Now, the wider question, okay, was asked by Congressman Pat Fallon from Texas. Go. I've never laid out naked eyes on the man until just now. But I would have loved to have asked certain questions like, why did he feel special that he could evade paying uh, taxes on millions of dollars of income? Why, um, why doesn't he pay it back? I know a lot of it is already outside of the statute of limitations, so he can't be prosecuted for it, but he can certainly still pay it back. That's a moral obligation that any American has. But not Hunter Biden. He's not paying anything back. Okay, but the bigger thing is that by doing this fiasco, this dog and pony show this morning at the Capitol building, he embarrasses his father, Joe Biden. Okay? 
if Teddy Roosevelt's sons did what Hunter Biden is doing, Teddy Roosevelt would have thrown them in Oyster Bay. And that would have never happened. I mean, there have been some pretty irresponsible presidential children, but nothing like Hunter Biden. Nothing. Don't go close. Okay? He embarrasses his own father by doing this. But his own father is incapable of embarrassment at this point in his mental state. And that's why it goes on. So now what will happen is the House of Representatives will cite him for contempt, and it's up to the Attorney General Merrick Garland to prosecute him like he did Steve Bannon and uh, Navarro, the Trump guys. Now, will Merrick Garland do that? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Because Merrick Garland's in the swamp with the Bidens. Okay, so you're up to date on that. George Santos. (laughs) Oh, boy. And this is partially my fault, and I've said this before on the No Spin News. So he's my congressman, or was, before he got booted out. Okay? Um, And I voted for George Santos because I really voted against his opponent, Robert Zimmerman, a Democrat who is a very liberal man, far too liberal for my district on Long Island. Santos wins. I didn't vet Santos. I don't have time to vet congressman, but he was my congressman, so I should have vetted him myself. But I didn't. That's my fault, and I apologize for that. Now, Santos is criminally charged. Conspiracy, wire fraud, false statements, falsifying records, aggravated identity theft, on and on and on and on. 23 fraud-related charges, federal charges. Santos will be convicted. He will do time. Okay? We don't know where he is. He was spotted in December in Manhattan, but we can't find him. I looked. We don't know. So that seat is empty. My, I don't have a congressman right now. But on Tuesday, February 13th, there is a special election. And it features Republican Maisie Pillup against Democrat Tom Swasey. Now, Swasey's name may be familiar because he served six years in Congress previously. He attended the same high school I attended. I know uh, Mr. Swazi fairly well, and he joins us now from New York City. Um, thanks for coming on. Uh, I know probably your advisors told you not to. <laughs> the lead was accurate. You got right? that one right, Bill. You, you got that, that one right. You know, oh, don't you, O'Reilly? He's the nasty guy. Um, <laughs> first question um, Hunter Biden today, um, you think he should be charged with contempt of Congress? I didn't follow the whole thing. Come today. on, do you think he should be charged? You know the case. The bottom line is I think that Hunter Biden has broken a lot of rules and he has to be held accountable. I don't think, I think a big problem in our country right now is that nobody's following the rules. I don't think that President Trump has been following the rules. Santos didn't follow the rules. The shoplifters aren't following the rules. The people crossing the border aren't following the rules. And Hunter Biden hasn't followed the rules. Okay. So I think the people now, who don't follow the rules have to be held accountable. And I'm with you 100% on that, Swazi. But there's going to be a vote in Congress. And all 
of the Democrats seated are going to vote not to charge Hunter Biden. So say you win and you are my congressman, are you going to vote not to charge him? As a practical matter, I have not even looked at this case at all related to Hunter Biden. You're dodging me. You're dodging me. Come on. I'm not dodging. I'm not paying attention. I'm paying attention to the immigration crisis. You just said he's not following the the rules. I'm I'm paying attention to salt. I'm paying attention to the issues that affect my residents. My residents aren't following Hunter Biden's. All right. right. People are not going to like that answer. I'll tell you right now, Congressman, they're not going to like it. Anybody who doesn't follow the rules... And I have a place to hold them accountable. I will hold them accountable. Okay, then I'm going to I'm going to put that of, down as you're going to vote. I don't hold. I don't know the facts of well Hunter Biden's subpoena by Congress. Call I know me after a, the show, a, and I'll give you five minutes, and I'll fill you in. You should know. I know that he had a major drug problem. I know there's an accusation. That has nothing that to do with it. That's nothing to do with it. The grift that he pulled off to the tune of more than twenty million dollars is under. He's under. Uh, federal charges, which you'll answer later this week, and now he doesn't We're sit for a deposition. Taxes, right? Yeah, We're not, not paying taxes. dodging taxes. And now he won't yeah. sit for a deposition in front of Congress. You can't, you can't do that. All right, let's there move on. There was something about how he showed up and he wanted it to be public and they wanted it to be private. I don't, I don't, I, that's all. I really don't know the facts. Okay, well, you should. Now, I have voted for you in the past. I know that it's embarrassing. All right, I don't want you to use it in a TV commercial. Because Peter King is mad at you already for doing that. But I don't think that you're a loon. I don't think that you're a progressive loon. I've watched your career. I mean, Mayor Glenn Cove, I know, I know who you are. But the pressure in Congress, particularly the House, even though Nancy Pelosi is not the speaker anymore, is so intense that the moderate Democrats disappear. Because if you go against the progressive orthodoxy, they isolate you. And that's why people... Don't vote for moderate Democrats because they're afraid once you get in there, you're going to go along with the progressive loons. Valid well, I've been fear? In, I've, been in public, I've been in public life for a long time. And when I was in Congress, I was the vice chair of the Problem Solvers Caucus. 25 Democrats, 25 Republicans. We met every week to try and find common ground to try and get things done. Newsday just did a front page story about me and my opponent. And they said about Tom Suozzi, during his, his, his career, he is hewed to the center lane. They said that uh, uh, I was in the top 15 percent uh, of bipartisan members. And of that's Congress. true. That all and you that don't have to convince me. And remember, I'm going to vote and I'm a constituent. That's true. But once you get in there, I was the in pressure there. I, I on you pressure. will be immense to go along with the Biden administration. I know you don't right. believe in an open border. I know you don't. I certainly but are you don't going, are, you going up are you going to go up against Biden? I did. A, I sent a letter to the president the other day and said that we have to make a deal on the border, that we have to secure the border and treat people like human beings. I wrote an op-ed piece with Peter King that the New York Times printed, and they gave it the headline, The Grand Compromise, that talked about securing the border, generating fees from people that would generate $10 billion dollars, Five billion go to the Republicans. Five billion go to the Democrats. They want to build a wall. The Democrats want to do a radar and more immigration judges and more processing. Make a deal. We've been fighting about this since Ronald Reagan. We have not addressed the border or immigration in a comprehensive way. All right, but you, in, in order to make that deal, to make a deal. In order to make that deal, you're going to have to go up against. But I think I've Biden, always done that. Biden I mean, will make the deal because Barack Obama told him to. 
And I, I talk about that. that on the Hannity radio show. I'll, you know, I'll probably do it tomorrow on this broadcast, but I want to get a, a little bit more information. All right. Now, the bottom line is, Bill, you, you follow you followed me. I've stood up to my own party when I thought they were wrong on many occasions. I ran for governor of New York twice. I got my butt kicked both times because I wasn't. Why, why is that? Why did you lose to Hochul, who obviously is under uh, the spell of the progressives and hundreds of thousands of New Yorkers are leaving the state? Why do you think you lost to her? I thought you had a I chance. Lost to her for the same, I lost to her for the same reason I lost to Elliot Spitzer, is I just wasn't progressive enough for a primary. In primaries Why don't in the you United switch States parties party, then? Why don't you become a Republican? Why do you want to deal with these mad people, these crazy Nobody people? likes to think, first of all. I'm not going to switch after this stage of my career. Let me just say this very clearly. The far right controls the Republican primaries. The far left controls the Democratic primaries. That's what's wrong with our country. The people want us to sit down and make deals and get things done to actually address the problems that they face. They're sick and tired of all the finger pointing and all the fighting and everybody just yelling at each other. There are real problems that we are facing in our country and our world, and we are not gonna solve these complicated problems unless reasonable people are willing to sit down across from the table from each other and say, I disagree with you on this, I disagree with you on that, but I think I can agree with you on this and try and find common ground. That's what I've done my all whole right. career. Well, I'm going to if you win, obviously, I'm going to follow everything you do because that's my district. Um, and I appreciate you going up against your advisors and coming on the no spin news. And, um, you know, it's going to be an interesting run because, as you I'll, know, I'll long, be curious. To, I'll be curious to see if my opponent comes on. She's ducked every debate. Oh, she's already she booked me. She's oh, coming okay. on a week, a week from today. I'm watching that show because yeah, I, I want to see what she says because nobody knows what she stands for. I'm so she's charismatic. Registered she's registered as a Democrat. She's registered as a Democrat. And now she's she running as a Republican. And we're going to absolutely. She won't say I'm who she voted her, for for president. I'm who did she give, vote for for president? I'm going to give her the same kind of interview I gave her. But I'm so charismatic. Very few people can turn me down. Only the real <laughs> crazy, fearful people. So, uh, Miss Pillup. Running against you on the Republican ticket will be here a week from today. All right, Tom, thanks very much. We appreciate it. Good luck. Thanks for the time. OK, um, this is an, a really good story that you are not getting anywhere else but here. Fannie Willis is the one prosecuting Donald Trump and a bunch of Trump allies in Fulton County, Atlanta. OK, as we reported yesterday, Fannie Willis is having an affair with her top prosecutor, um, a man named Nathan Wade. There's Nathan. Fannie Willis's office have paid Nathan Wade, according to a lawsuit, um, about a million dollars. Now, all of this is appearing in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution newspaper. It's based on a guy named Mike, Mike Roman, who is under indictment by Fannie Willis, who is suing because he says there is prosecutorial misconduct on a part of Ms. Willis. Now, that's why you don't hear about this story, because she's a progressive hero. But it gets better now. We are learning from that lawsuit that, and put his picture up again, Nathan Wade, who, by the way, is undergoing a divorce proceeding now, and Fannie Willis has been subpoenaed to testify in it, so you know the affair is real. Um, Nathan Wade went to the White House twice and met 
with White House counsel. That means that the prosecutor of Trump and the others in Georgia is coordinating something with the Biden White House. That's huge. Now, this is an amazingly important story because it has to do with criminal charges lodged against Donald Trump by the state of Georgia. And it looks to me, if all of this stuff is true, and I think it is, that there is prosecutorial misconduct here. And the whole case will have to be thrown out. So I'm, I'm going to cover this as aggressively as I can from New York. I would suggest you go to the Atlanta Constitution website because they'll have, you know, all the stuff. They're actually covering it. Liberal paper. But they're covering it. Hey, NBC, CBS, ABC. Hey, hey, hey. I don't even know if we've heard about this on Fox. Um, I'm, note to my producers, see if Fox News covered this, please, this week. Because if it didn't, their problems continue over there. Okay. Donald Trump wanted to deliver tomorrow closing arguments in his civil trial in New York City, but the judge, Arthur Angorian, said he can't. Okay. Now, that seems to be a violation of Mr. Trump's constitutional rights, which is why Trump did it in the first place. But Trump said, I'm not having my lawyers do the summation. I'm going to do it. Because he knew the judge would probably say no. And that's a basis for appeal. Chess game. See? All right. I want to uh, extend my uh, sympathies to uh, Melania Trump and her family. Her mother died. I know uh, Mrs. Trump fairly well. Um, very smart woman. I've always enjoyed the conversations I've had with her. Uh, she is a, a legal immigrant, as is her family. And now the matriarch uh, had passed away at age 78. Smart life. So next to a good diet, sleeping is the most important thing to keep you healthy. Now, there's a study put out by pot people. Legalized pot people did this study. This is an unbelievable story, which is why you watch the No Spin News and listen on the radio. So there's a group called Cornbread Hemp, all right? And it's a pro-medical marijuana group. It's a pro-everything marijuana group, okay? And they did a study. So you can take that for what it's worth. And the study says that the average American has 113 nights a year where they get bad sleep. They're tossing around, they're not sleeping well. And most of it is caused by anxiety. Left unsaid in this study is if you smoke pot, you're more relaxed. That's why this study came out. But, and you know me and pot. I've never smoked pot in my life. I think it's terrible, terrible for you. I don't mind a medical marijuana under the supervision of a doctor. That's fine. But recreational pot, you're crazy, in my opinion, my humble opinion. But it apparently lessens anxiety, so you sleep better, which is why this study came out. But I wanted to put it in smart life because last night I woke up 
say about 4.30 in the morning, and I was a little tense. And I, who knows why? I don't know why. And it took me a while to get back to sleep. And I, I know that happened to you. It happens to everybody, every human being. Does it happen to me 113 times a year? No. I mean, it doesn't happen that much, but it happens. I would say it happens once a week, so that's 52 times a year. But my philosophy, which worked for me, is I don't care. So as long as you're supine, <laughs> laying down, and your eyes are closed, and you have a comfortable pillow, and you're not too hot, not too warm, cold, your body's getting rest. Okay? And so don't worry about not going to sleep because that makes it harder to go to sleep. One more smart life tip. I have seven books right now on my bedstand. And most nights I read before I fall asleep. And for me, that works. So I'll read anywhere from 20 minutes to 40 minutes, and then my eyes will get heavy and I'll drift off. So I learn stuff. And, I, and, and it's a good relaxer. I don't have to smoke pot before I go to sleep. Smart life. All right, so the uh, Earth says the hottest ever, 173 years, European Union's Copernicus Climate Change Service. Copernicus was an ancient scientist. Okay. And then they give you all kinds of Celsius things. It's up this, it's up that, it's up that. It's hot. All right, out in uh, eastern Long Island, I have a place, as you may know, I'm getting battered by the ocean out there. And the ocean is high, and, and you know, cl climate's changing. And anybody who says it isn't is insane. It is. But we don't know whether that is a natural cycle or it's man-made. I suspect it's man-made. But you can't destroy civilization. You have to get this technology in a place where we can incorporate it in our lives without destroying economies. So we should be working toward that. Stay in history, January 10th, 1776, Common Sense. Now, Common Sense is the name WABC Radio has given this broadcast because that's our flagship radio station in New York City, and they run us 9 to 10. So you might be listening to me right now on WABC, and the program is Common Sense. Well, Thomas Paine, wrote a pamphlet, 47 pages, about why the United States, which was not the United States in 1776, it was the colonies, should break away from the monarchy in England and be independent. He wrote it when he was in England. Paine was in England. But it got shipped back to Boston and printed widely, and it gave the revolutionaries George Washington, people who didn't want the king anymore, gave them a very solid argument. And it became the most successful pamphlet book in early American history. But Thomas Paine got booted out of England after he wrote it. He went to France. They didn't like him in France. He came back to the USA in uh, 1802, I believe. Yes, 1802. And he died seven years later in New Rochelle, New York, and only six people showed up for his funeral. Nobody liked Thomas Paine. That happened, yes, the common sense 248 years ago today. Mail segment, final thought on a word that drives me crazy. Coming up.
Let's go to the mail. Janice Kidd, Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Bill, what qualifies Michelle Obama to be president of the United States? What qualifies Donald Trump in 2016 to be president of the United States? Never held office before. So Michelle Obama doesn't need any qualifications. She was the first lady for eight years. Um, Glenda, Michelle Obama is saying elections matter. That's rich. We elected Biden. Look at our country. <laughs> yeah, it matters. Right. So she's actually right saying elections matter. She said she's supporting the wrong crew. Lena, I want to see Donald Trump's revenge if he becomes president. It's the right thing to do, given the way the left has weaponized the Constitution. See, I told you, a lot of MAGA people want that. I wouldn't mind seeing some bad guys on the run. Got to be honest. Larry Adams, Cyril Springs, Illinois. Some citizens are incompetent. Yes, you're right, O'Reilly. But many are just uninformed because of lack of honest journalism. Thank you for being honest, even if I don't like it. Well, thank you, Larry, for putting up with me. You know, I, I know I say things that people don't like, but they're all fact-based. Anyway, um, the uninformed excuse doesn't really work. Not anymore. With broadcasts like this and others, you want to be informed, you can be informed. You want to be lazy, you can be lazy. Rick, concierge member, and I hope you all consider concierge membership at BillOReilly.com. Your life will be a lot easier if you get into trouble. We will help you. Concierge membership. Rick says, the most important point in your message of the day is that we have incompetent citizens. Teachers should be ashamed. They have negatively influenced children. They were charged with teaching. I'm not blaming it on teachers, Rick. You know, once you're 18 to 22, you got to wise up. I'm not blaming the teachers. There are more good teachers than bad teachers. I know I was a teacher. Robert Lang Kamer, Vienna, West Virginia. Problem with America Today can be found in the footnote on page 224 of Killing the Witches. Quoting John Adams... Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other, unquote. Brilliant, brilliant quote and brilliant pickup by you, Robert. 224 footnote, killing of witches. What Adams meant was, if you're going to have a democracy, if you're going to give people personal freedom, okay, which we have here, then the vast majority of the people have to act responsibly. They have to have a moral code, Judeo-Christian tradition. If they don't, then we'll have massive disorder. And we are seeing that growing now as religion and spirituality declines, disorder grows. So Adams is absolutely right. Lloyd Richmond, Farmington, Utah. I have used the Kroger grocery chain for years. They're located close to me. For cold cereal, I get mini spooners. Yesterday, I went down to the cereal aisle. I noticed they cut the volume of cereal to 18 ounces, about 30% less than before. That's the con. The food companies are holding. It's up big under Biden, but they're not raising it now. They're cutting the packages. 
Phyllis Dixon Levine, Wheaton, Illinois. JetBlue is a new president. She's female. Maybe she'll turn the airline around. <sighs> JetBlue doesn't have enough employees. That's it. They can't do what they are telling you they can do because they're not enough people. And they pay their people very poorly. So maybe this uh, new person will do something about it. I don't know. James McComb, Cincinnati. Loved your book since I was in high school. Finished Killing the Witches and Killing the Killers in a week of each other. Couldn't stop reading. I love the connections between witches and a revolution. I believe that the Founding Fathers, especially George Washington, would be standing there shocked if they saw what is happening today. I believe you are correct. Never was this progressive movement anticipated by the founders. Okay, I want you to go to the BillOReilly.com store where you can get all kinds of good stuff. You know it. But the most important thing is that you tip off friends and family about becoming premium or concierge members. Get a free book, any book you want. And every day our membership is mounting big time because we have the best coverage of the election and stories like this Georgia situation you're not going to hear anywhere else. It's very important for the alert American. Okay, I have the, something that's driving me crazy. I'll deal with it in a final thought. We'll be right back. All right, final thought of the day, words matter. And you know about me and cliches. It is what it is, end of the day. You know, I drive me nuts. But one word that has now taken deep root in this country is killing me. And that word is issues. My staff use it all. Well, we have issues. Oh, they had an issue. No. An issue is a subject. All right. It's like Gaza. That's an issue. Inflation. If somebody is doing something wrong or they're confused, that is a problem. So so so-and-so has a problem. And then you define what the problem is. It's nothing to do with issues. It drives me nuts. So more than a few times, a staff member will go, well, we have some issues with so-and-so. I'm like, what are you talking about? What's the problem? Why do I have to have a follow-up? Just tell me what the problem is, and I'll solve it one way or another. I want to hear about issues. Now, maybe I'm neurotic. <laughs> There's a possibility that that is true because this stuff really rankles me. Every time I hear these cliches and I torture my urchins when they, when they use cliches, oh, what are you talking about? Deer in the headlights? What deer? I don't see any deer. Words matter. Be as articulate as you can and get to the point. Good advice. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow.